Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 273, air date April 25th, 2018. On March 17, 2018, we decided to change the slogan to only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian with that very powerful meme with a picture of me and a picture of Warren. Now everyone can see it. And that went viral. Uh, literally two weeks after that, we get a letter from the city of Cambridge saying that if we do not remove that slogan, we will be fined $300 a day. So that's the background on this, Alex. And I think it's a uh, amazing opportunity because think about what Cambridge represents. This is where all the liberal elites are. This is in the cradle of Massachusetts, which was a cradle of the American Revolution. What better place to defeat these guys uh, right at the Death Star? That's what I call it, or the sewer that feeds the Washington That's swamp. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back live broadcasting worldwide. I am your host, Alex Jones. And we are seeing political correctness just get more and more insane. Again, I'm your host, Alex Jones. We have our guest, Shiva. We're going to be going to, here in just a moment, Shiva4Senate.com, at VA Shiva. They're on Twitter. Real Indian running against Senator Elizabeth Warren sues after city tells him to stop calling her fake Indian. So Shiva Ayodhure is our guest, and it isn't just about him running for Senate, or the fact he's got the person we need in the U.S. Senate, these libertarian conservative patriot, it's that she is such a fraud. The Native American groups have said that she is not part of the tribes they claim, that she could simply release her ancestry with a genetic test, but you notice she doesn't. And it doesn't matter. The point is she's just a fraud. Her policies are what really matters. You know, she supported Trump bombing Syria, the one thing I'm mad at Trump about. She's bad news. A self-described real Indian who is running against Massachusetts Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren is suing city officials, demanding uh, they uh, not take down his signs. But they're saying you're not allowed to call her a fake Indian. That's that's mean. So now if it's a Democrat, you can't be mean in politics. How many times has Twitter taken down congressmen and women's re-election video ads that they run on their own Twitter accounts? But the Democrats can't. It's, it's a solid wall of censorship. So hopefully if he gets in the U.S. Senate, he can help put a stop to that. I'll also get his take as an engineer and an Internet expert. They're claiming that the head of the FCC has ended net neutrality and is killing the Internet. But the way I read it is Obama was killing the free Internet with his net neutrality package, calling it net neutrality. It's all semantical games, and we've just gone back to what we had. He's calling it the Internet Freedom Act. So we'll talk about that uh, right now with our guest, uh, and again, uh, it is imperative that Dr. Shiva get into office. But first, let's just get into the censorship that we're dealing with. This is this is becoming outrageous. So, so Doc, tell us how this began and, and the current state of the campaign and what happened to your powerful posters. Uh, so, Alan, I mean, uh, Alex, it's a very, very interesting uh, set of events. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, I own a building in Cambridge. I actually pay about $70,000 a year in property taxes, so it's not cheap. And we have about, you know, uh, 70 to 80 parking spots there. Back in March of last year, Alex, <laughs> our team of, you know, local citizens, uh, local workers uh, took an old school bus and they refurbished it. 
And we had it parked in, in, in one of the front uh, set of parking uh, uh, lots. And it had the slogan, you know, Shiva uh, for Senate, be the light. And that was fine. Two months later, in June of 2017, that slogan then changed to Shiva for Senate, fight for America. Uh, March of this year, Alex, after that bus has been out there for almost, you know, close to a year, uh, before the St. Patrick's Day Parade, where millions showed up, by the way, who loved our bus, loved the slogan. You can see it online. People are cheering us. On March 17th, 2018, we decided to change the slogan to only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian with that very powerful meme with a picture of me and a picture of Warren. Now, everyone can see it. And that went viral. Uh, literally two weeks after that, we get a letter from the city of Cambridge saying that if we do not remove that slogan, we will be fined $300 a day. And obviously, they had no problem with the two other messages. So it's clearly political bias, and it's clearly trying to censor speech and trying to control speech because the power of that slogan, Alex, is what they want to control. I mean, we have people stopping by the building. 50,000 people pass by. Uh, people take pictures uh, of that sign because at the heart of it, Alex, it hits at a very, very deep uh, sentiment, which is the entire uh, process, not only of uh, Elizabeth Warren, who's obviously a fake Indian, you know, I sent her three DNA tests, I pioneered that. She uh, returned them, refused them, and I take full credit for her jumping out of the presidential race because we've destroyed her credibility. But the heart of, of that slogan is it also exposes the deep state and all of these fake career politicians, where all of them are fake. Uh, Alex, and that is why the city has done this. It's not just uh, a building code violation. In fact, the ridiculous thing is there's no signage on the building. It's not a moving vehicle on a bus. So that's a background on this, Alex. And I think it's a uh, amazing opportunity because think about what Cambridge represents. This is where all the liberal elites are. This is in the cradle of Massachusetts, which was a cradle of the American Revolution. What better place to defeat these guys uh, right at the Death Star, that's what I call it, or the sewer that feeds the Washington that's, Swamp. That's right. And again, Dr. Shiva Ayurve, I'm teleprompter free, and sometimes I go cattywampus. He invented email, not the Internet. We all know that yeah, was email, we all know that was Al Gore. I, it was, we, we all know it wasn't U.S. and yeah, British no, scientists. It was Al Gore. Yeah, yeah. email, a lot I of other stuff. invented email, not electronic messaging, the email inbox, outbox. That's what I did. So I don't want to take credit for something I didn't, but I invented email, the system as we know it. And in fact, even in that story, uh, or the truth of that story, Alex, it's fascinating to see how the military industrial complex, the deep state reacts, right? So they are all out and the media is all out to defend Elizabeth Warren on this issue. They don't want to discuss it. They want to call me a racist. By the way, on the invention of email, they try to flip it the other way, right? But the fact is, it's absolute truth because the fact is the invention of email didn't come out of the military industrial complex. It was invented by an American boy in Newark, New Jersey. So at the heart of all of what we're saying, Alex, and I think the power of the slogan is that it's really reflecting the, the hypocrisy of the deep state. And that's why they want to stop it. And think about it. We're right in the center of Cambridge, Massachusetts, where Harvard is, where Elizabeth Warren's backyard is. And by the way, Harvard is a $40 billion hedge fund. It's not a university. It's actually a fake university that makes you know billions from investing. So is UT. They're no funds. longer universities, and they want to just hamstring their classes with political correctness and mental illness, so they never think that they got worthless degrees when they leave. Exactly. And most of these kids, by the way, if you come down to the real issues we're addressing in Massachusetts, you know, you have uh, for every 17 skilled jobs. Uh, uh, only one person is skilled. So you're producing a bunch of people with degrees who actually have no skills. And you know, at the other part of the- And they're slogan, meant to be plugged say, in to the whole, 
a new social system that that small percentage, the brain bugs, know about with their special PhDs to then control all these dysfunctional people that don't have a future. They're creating a permanent dependent class, not just of welfare recipients, but of educated idiots. And, and, and that's their admitted plan. Exactly. I think educated idiots is the right word for it. And, you know, think about where we are a mile from where the bus is, is Elizabeth Warren's home. It's where Harvard Law School is. All of these major universities are here. So we're not going to let this go because that's where we're going to fight. We're not going to give the city one penny. And anyone listening out there, you know, be a part of this. This is a huge historic opportunity to help us because, you know, people think a D or Democrat or a Republican is what fights for us. That's the machinery. You know, we're running as independents. And our thing is to really declare our independence as Americans and take back. Well, our regardless, country. you've already been real successful with your companies and the background. People look it up. You get the credit for email. There are already some similar systems, but you codified it, developed a system that worked better. You get the credit. Uh, and, and it just shows they don't want to give anybody any credit. We need entrepreneurs. We need doctors. We need scientists. We need farmers. We need engineers in Congress, not 80% lawyers. We do not need more lawyers. You've got 90 percent lawyers and you, and you actually think about that. And none of these guys really understand the future. Right. That's where they're not really. That's why they need all these political consultants. That's why they need to raise all all this money. They're blind. They're culturally, they're culturally blind. blind. They're basically stupid guys who got in because the only thing they know how to do, Alex, they know how to manipulate. They know how to manipulate the system. That's what they they have zero skills. You know, our entire platform is built on three things. Clean government term limits. Let's handcuff these guys. Let's get rid of the lobbyists. You know, when we talk about real health, it's about we need real food. Like you said, we need more farmers. We need more organic food. We need lower cost organic food locally grown, not Amazon, not, you know, industrialized organic food. And then when you go to actually think about real jobs, we need more Votech schools. You know, when we say a real Indian defeats a fake Indian, all of us are on reservations now. If you think about it, not only the Native Americans who've been put on reservations forcibly, but also poor whites, poor blacks, poor Hispanics. The level of dysfunction that they've caused is what we want to bust up. Well, they're really scared of you. I'd love it state. if you got in the Senate, but regardless, you're getting a lot of word out and spreading the word. I know you're looking good in some of the polls, but you're bold to be doing this. Uh, again, Dr. Sheba, we'll be right back on the other side of this break. I'm Alex Jones, Infowars.com, Newswars.com. If he's got time to stay, we'll open the phones up. He can take your questions. We'll also talk about some of the big issues in the news. Stay with us. I got to say, I've seen him on a lot with Owen. He's one of Owen's favorite guests. Uh, and I, I've probably had him on five, six times myself, but I've also watched some of his other videos. He would be a great member of the Senate. He's got a great record. He doesn't really brag about it because I brought up the, inventing the, uh, the email. We all know it was Al Gore invented the Internet. That, that's a joke. Folks. He had nothing to do with it. It was invented decades before by British and U.S. scientists on record. But, 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 but Dr. Sheba has done so many other great things. And I want to get his view on the world. I want to take your calls on any issues that we've already uh, brought up today on Kanye West. Uh, blowing a hole, as many have pointed out, in political correctness and the fact that they're freaking out in America that he isn't allowed to support Trump and point out how racism is useful for control. I live in the real world. I'm a white guy, okay? And I've been around the world, too. You talk about racism, you talk about classism, it's much worse in other parts of the world. And I'm a white guy, and I know that people want to hang out with who's cool, who's funny, who's smart, who's successful. That's the modern society. And you get around successful groups of people, there's every color and every group, and everybody just has a great time. It's the media and the working class trying to keep them in the working class, trying to make them think this is all going on so they have chips on their shoulder, so they're controlled. And I'm not being patronizing here. A lot of my friends are 
Americans of Indian descent, uh, and, and, I, and I do business, you know, a lot of folks, some of my friends are Indian doctors, and they're smart, they're funny, they get America, and I have Indian Americans more than anybody of any group come up to me when I'm on vacation or on the street or the hike and bike trail and just hug me and oh, we love you and we love Trump and you know, hold on, you're gonna do it. We're gonna make the country great again. They get it and, I, and, I'm, and, I've, and I've, it's, it's, it's a paradox because it seems like Indians uh, who've been in America for a generation or two, they and, and people that are here new, seem to get libertarian and Americana better than Americans do who've been here for 10 generations. And I just wonder what it is about Indians. I, I don't want to you know, get into these issues, but I just, from an anthropology and a sociology perspective, maybe you can explain that to me, doctor. Well, you know, uh, Alex, it's a great question. Look, India is a very, very old culture, right? India is, you know, India is a country within countries. But one of the guiding themes within India, Alex, is India is an indigenous culture. And indigenous cultures were self-organizing systems, which means they were decentralized. If you think before the British came to India and still even in fact today, 87 percent of India's small villages, you know, small local governance. Uh, when a lot of Westerners go to India, they can't understand how India operates. It looks completely disorganized, completely chaotic, but it still works. You see the centralized form of government, which colonialism imposed or globalism, that's about control. And Indians at their very nature, like in some ways chaos and disorganization or what I call self-organizing systems, small local groups working together, local governance. Decentralized. Decentralized. And you think about it, when you decentralize things, no one can control it. And the notion of centralization by people like Elizabeth Warren or the establishment Republicans or Democrats is we know better, you don't. And the reality is. I know you know better, you know you know better. By the time you get up in the morning, you go to bed in the evening, Alan, think about all the freaking decisions that you make, right? What to wear, what to do, what to eat. We don't need the government telling us what to do. And that's probably at the heart of all indigenous cultures, Viking cultures, Celtic cultures, Native American cultures. We're all real Indians at the heart of it, right? These fake Indians want to impose their centralized model on us. And that's part of the theme here, right? They and really, that's it. The better. U.S. got away from the British. We made mistakes in some of the same stuff. Uh, Indians from India were under the very same we, empire. That's exactly. probably why it's so similar. Yeah, I mean, Indians had to think about what's going on in the 1700s. Uh, the Americans were breaking with the British 1776. British were getting a new beachfront. 1657, the Battle of Plassey takes place. That's why the British went to India. So they were fighting two battles. So they let go of America in some sense and started exploiting India. But the bottom line is that the heart of most Indians and, you know, you have. The well, that shows your great understanding of history. Also. A lot of folks don't know that was Britain's big two front war, which they didn't want to fight again after that. That's one reason there was so much more money, gold, power, spice, silk, everything out of India that they turned off the United States because we held them off for six years because India was there. And if India wasn't fighting at that time, the British would have stayed here. Exactly. And if you look at the history of India, it's fascinating. You know, when I look at Indian history, what's very interesting to note is that India had the establishment, which was a British colonialist. India had an amazing revolutionary movement, which was actually burgeoning around the 1920s, which was, hey, let's also, like the Americans did, kick out the British and have a good revolution. And that's when they parachuted in guy like Gandhi, okay? Gandhi, in many ways, allowed white men with crowns to leave and the new deep state of brown men with white hats to take over. Modi, who's a near, I mean, he's not perfect by any means, but the new prime minister of India was the first breakage after 70 years of that colonial. And explain how they pulled out the old colonialism, but then brought in the globalism where the flag is no longer British or globalist. But exactly. You've got corporate puppeteers controlling. That's what I covered in the last hour.
Exactly. So what happened was, see, the British actually wanted to leave India by 1940. It was becoming too much of an overhead administration, right? So what they did was they got a bunch of puppet guys, right? Again, what I say, brown men with white hats to run India for them. It's like, you know, when Procter and Gamble initially they send the American over there, then they find the local guys to control the workers there. That's what happened. And in fact, if you look at the head of Microsoft and the head of Google, here you have these two Indian guys. They're basically, in my view, neo-colonialists, right? They, you know, so it's the same model that the globalists do in a different way. So the kinds of people that you've come across, these are everyday immigrants who came from India. They recognize the power of this country. They value the immense value this country offers, which is based on meritocracy, rule of law, and hard work. And the globalists, as you call them, what I call the imperialists, want to bring that to a decentralized model. And they want to put everyone on plantations. You just mentioned Kanye West, right? I was called the, the nation, you know, the elite liberal newspaper yes. just called me a racist. They said they put me on a map and they said, this guy's a racist. It's incredible uh, calling me a racist guy. Grew and then Tom an Arnold tells tells, uh, you know, you know uh, black conservative women that they need to suck. You know what? Candace Owens, it's just vicious. Imagine if libertarians or conservatives, we said that. And another angle. Exactly. What, what, we're at a historic point, uh, Alex, is because everyday people are waking up and they want to get off the plantation. The centralized form of governance is to keep people on welfare, is to keep people on plantation, keep people unskilled. And that's what the Republicrats have done, be it in Massachusetts or anywhere in this, you know, anywhere in this country. That's that's fundamentally what they've done. And they want to continue that. But people are waking up, you know, shows like yours, our campaign here are busting them right where it needs to be done. And that's why, you know, we need to defend the bus. We're not going to uh, we're going to actually escalate this. Anyone listening, if you want magnetic stickers, you know, for your uh, vehicle, real Indian, fake Indian, we're going to be offering that. But we got to get the part of this out there that people need to organize independently. They need to take control of their lives, you know, their own health. You know, one big pillar of our platform is real health. Elizabeth Warren voted for the Monsanto Protection Act, which means you and I cannot sue Monsanto anymore. That's what she did. She voted against GMO labeling. We know that ultimately food is medicine, right? That's where we get real health from. The other piece of it is they've also eliminated the local healer, right? In old systems of government, Right. Old indigenous systems. You had the local healer. We've gotten rid of around 200,000 family practitioners. Yeah, you had apothecaries go in every hospital. culture that had better track exactly. records than the, than the so-called Western medicine. On fire. Dr. Shiva is our guest. We'll be back. We'll try to get involved in this campaign. I'll give the number out and take your phone calls. This is critical. I'm going to cover something super critical when we come back. Stay with us. Dr. Shiva Ayudare is our guest. VAShiva.com. ShivaForSenate.com. we got to get him up more often. All these great guests, like like Candace Owens. I'm like, she's been four months. She's just, so she's been on. I want her on like every week. Just everybody's so busy. So much is going on. There's so many great people out there. And when you sit here and you think about this, the left knows what they're doing. They consciously create dependent groups at different levels, different caste systems. And this has happened throughout cultures. Royalty in Europe, India's done the same thing. And that's one reason, I guess, Indian Americans I know recognize the globalists are bringing their own system in. Where again, you've got a giant working class that's kept poor on purpose, that you've got universities by design giving most people worthless degrees, that you need to work within the system the university's built to even have a future. So that expands that system because then you lobby for that. These are self-perpetuating systems that attack free market. And now there's big articles in AP, The Hill, you name it, the great exodus out of America's blue cities. 
The toll-free number to join us to talk about any of these issues or to ask any questions of our guests, 877-789-ALEX, 877-789-2539. Questions for our guests. It can be a lot of different questions or comments, but for our guest, 877-789-2539. But, but let me ask you this question, Doc, looking at this historically. Every blue city is going bankrupt. Every blue state is falling apart. They're bringing in unskilled illegal aliens from all over the world. China exploits the U.S. More Chinese women now come in than, than Mexicans combined. And CNN's happy about it. They have like a, a travel advisory I saw two years ago to China showing a Chinese woman pushing a baby stroller. Uh, and, and, and it said at the top, the biggest group immigrating is Chinese women. They come, they're middle class. They come from sometimes wealthy families, but they're you know, spendthrifts. So they come and they have a baby. They come about a month before they have a baby on a travel visa. They come, they have the baby, everything's paid for. Then they have a baby that's a citizen and they get welfare in the U.S., but really live in China. And it's like, and, and CNN's like, what a great thing. But then if an old lady, whether she be black or white or whatever, doesn't pay her taxes, they take your house. So there's this idea of like, you know, these big caravans coming out of collapsing Venezuela and all these socialist and communist countries. And then Mexico lets them through on the tops of trains. And Mexico says, you be nice and you take them. But Mexico doesn't take any of those people. And I'm not trying to help those people, but everybody knows bringing in giant third world unskilled populations will implode things if the government has a policy to do that on purpose and politically turn them into their minions. And so that's why this is so bad. What would you do in the U.S. Senate? And where do you think this blue state, blue city collapse is going? Because as you know, just like there's a brain drain out of countries around the world that are falling apart or a third world because they had bad leadership, people then come here from countries you know who are smart but never had a chance. They become successful. They become millionaires, billionaires. Someone who's been through that experience, what do you predict is going to happen here? Because the left wants dependent, dumbed-down masses. They destroy an area like Detroit. They move on. But like carrion locusts, the, the, the people that have eaten California to the bone are now coming here. Where do you think this is going? Well, Alex, you bring up a lot of historical things. So, look, uh, you brought up the caste system. Let, let me answer this in a sort of a historical, because I always look at history, right? You know, in India, since you brought up India, India had this thing called the caste system, right? On the top of it, it was, a, frankly, the, the, the military industrial complex, right? You had the, the, the Brahmin elite who were considered the the educated people. This was thousands of years ago. And then you had the warriors and the business people and everyone else was below them, right? That elite run by the intellectual elite basically created this hierarchical caste system. It was a very centralized form. By the 1600s, believe it or not, that caste system was dwindling away, which a lot of people do not know, even within India. When the British came, instead of imposing British law in India, which they knew people would revolt, guess what they did? They dug up pre-8th century Indian law and they imposed that. So they essentially reimposed the caste system in India, right? So that's, but the point is the centralization of power is what they did. In the United States, I think, you know, we have a caste system here. And that caste system is based on the educated elite, you know, in the one mile radius down over here where, you know, down in Cambridge, the Harvard elite. And if you think about it, Harvard Law School, Harvard Business School, Harvard Medical School, you know, it should be busted up, right? These guys essentially get together and they create the laws and they create the entire narrative about how this country should be done and how much they're smarter than all of us. So we have a neo caste system in America, whether people want to agree oh, with it or not. Oh, that's what political correctness is. is an, they exactly. It's a new exactly. dark age. This is conscious authoritarianism. How do we counter it? Right.
Right. So the number one way to counter it is, first of all, we need to go back to you know, the principles of what this country was set up for, the rule of law. We have the First Amendment, we have the Second Amendment, two very important amendments. The deep state has created so many problems now, Alex, they don't even know how to solve it, right? So when it comes to immigration, the way that they wanna solve it is to essentially ensure illegal immigration so they can get votes. It's a complex And keep a permanent so underclass as well, that they admit that. Exactly, so they can get votes. So the way you solve it, if we really wanna solve it, we need a wall, right? We need to follow immigration policy. My parents came here in 1970 on merit-based immigration. They had to submit their resume, their reference letter. It was an honor to come here. My dad came first. We had to wait almost a year, and then we came. It was not like everyone got to come. So number one, we need a wall. We need solid immigration policy. Second thing is we need to really address the fact that we don't have skilled labor in this country. You know, we create racism. We pit poor whites against poor blacks, and that's done in very conscious way by the establishment deep state of Republicans and Democrats. They do this consciously. Solution to that is we need to have more vote tech schools. We need to educate people with actual skills. So we have skilled labor here. What they've done, Alex, is purposely put people on the plantation here, dumb them down. And so they say, look, we don't have enough skilled labor. And they so they have to import in illegal immigrants. That's the second piece, right? The other piece is you have to have rule of law, right? Merit-based immigration, what's wrong with that? That's how my parents came. You had a skill. In fact, you go back to when immigrants from all over the country were coming. If you didn't have a skill, you were sent back, unfortunately. And you know, that's what I'm made us dominant was that we got uh, hardworking, the best minds, uh, you know, all the real exactly. diversity. And, and that was the values of this country. You had to work hard. Look, my mom you know, said in India, you could get discriminated nine different ways in America, three. But if you worked hard enough, you could even overcome that. You know, people forget there's something called hard work. Hard work is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. We have trained a whole generation of people not to work hard, not to value excellence, not to value skills. And the politicians love that because they don't have skills. They don't value excellence. And they, they want to essentially get into power by manipulating people and staying there as long as they and want. Let's talk about lawyers. It's gotten so weird now. They follow these 70 well, lawyers pages. All, well, lawyers, and look at their model, business model. Uh, their business model is that they bill hourly, right? And basically, they want you to have a problem as long as possible. That's why lawyer lobbyists in Washington do not want to solve a problem. You know, when I deliver a product, if it doesn't work, people they're not going to pay my invoice. And that's I why they hate Trump so work. much, because he, he, he gets in, and despite the obstructionism, everything starts turning around. Yeah, I mean, look, Donald Trump's win in 2016 was historic, right? And we don't know what level of 4D, 5D, 6D level chess he's got to play in there. You know, like you, I did not like the bombing of Syria. Anyone who looks at Syria knows Assad is not our enemy. Russia is not our enemy. Who's our real enemy is the Saudis and the Qataris and these guys who want to pull the, pull, put a pipeline in there. And they want to essentially get us involved in supporting their, you know. Well, that's another thing that folks from India know about. What is it? The number is about 140 million Indians who weren't Muslims because the Muslims invaded over the last thousand years. Uh, Moguls, the Mogul, yeah. The 100, what, 140 million, 140 million uh, uh, Hindus and other Indians have been killed. Is that an accurate number? Yep, over over the years. I mean, and you think about you think about 9/11, right? You think about essentially, look, in 1970 we moved to the petrodollar, right? Uh, we our economy became dependent on oil. And now China's coming involved and they actually wanna change the reserve currency to their currency. So in some ways, Saudi Arabia has some leverage here. And then we gotta be very, very concerned about that. And that's why they want us to go invade Syria. I mean, 
the chemical attacks in Syria. I mean, it's a longer Try story. Try to take you with the know. Indian thing. It's just such an angle to think about how many yeah. in, uh, in, uh, you know, Americans have to be Indian uh, like Trump because they get the issue about the most radical forms of Islam we can't bring in here. I mean, they're all killing each other. It's a terrible thing. I'm sad for the Muslims, but my God, who would import something like this? Well, look, the bottom line is the deep state wants race war. They want fundamentalism. I mean, think about fundamentalist religions as an overall. They're centralized systems. They love centralized systems. And that's Alex. why the globalists love Islam. It's centralized. We'll be back with the doctor. Well, we need to get Dr. Sheba on Fox News and places a lot more. He could easily defeat Elizabeth Warren, the fake Pocahontas. He's the real Indian. I want to take some of your calls this segment and the next. And he's got to leave. Paul Watson is coming on. I want to talk to Paul about a few things that he's going to take over. But I, I want to go to your calls right now. I've, I've, I've just got so many other points I want to get into, but I don't want to sit there and hog the time. But to see the left calling Trump Hitler again and to see them saying his doctors like Hitler's doctor when it was Obama's doctor is just crazy. There's another article on Infowars.com. Amazon wants to unlock your car to leave packages inside. Oh, they're saying, sign up with us. Give us the code to your car. We'll have a whole toolkit on our waist of, 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 of door openers. And we'll, why not just kill yourself and let Amazon live as you? I mean, it, 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 it's just, these are predatory centralized groups. Centralization never goes well. It's what the authoritarians always want. And that's exactly why I like the doc here. If he doesn't, if he doesn't win in the Senate, I hope he does. I'm gonna, I know he's already a very successful business owner and genetic engineer, all this other stuff. But I'd like to get him to be a commentator for InfoWars because he's so on target. And we're going to go to these phone calls, Tim and Jim and Marcos and Brian and James and Alex. Uh, Dr. Sheba, again, Sheba for Senate, the number four, ShebaForSenate.com. Everybody should check it out. Amazing stuff. Other key points on your radar. I think Trump's starting to turn the corner. Uh, politically with the people. He's really winning. The polls show that, even though they're skewing him. He's like at 60% or higher right now, is my dead reckoning, knowing how these polls are manipulated, maybe higher. The establishment's panicking. What do you think their ace card is? Because I don't want to get too confident here, like the wolf says in Pulp Fiction. I don't think it's time we start, you know, celebrating yet. Well, look, uh, I, I think what we have on our side is people are awakening, Alex. And, and, and as long as Trump goes back to people, you know, does his rallies, and connects with people, that's basically where his power is gonna come from. As all of us know, that's where our real power comes from, we the people. You know, the establishment is extremely bright, right? They have all their intellectuals probably humming away, working 24 hours trying to figure out how to thwart him. And they're very clever at all the different things, right? So they violated, you know, the fundamentals of attorney-client privilege when they busted into Cohen's office, right? Now it's trying to uh, contain it to, uh, you know, trying to make up something with Russia. It's absolutely disgusting what they're doing. So. It's going to be interesting to watch what they do, but I think um, they're going to hit a wall at a certain point. And I think at that point is where we got to be really more concerned. You know, uh, great revolutionaries say, you know, after a revolution is when you got it. That's when the real fight begins. You know, after November 2016 is when the counter revolution begins. That's the call. Oh, man, the I just, I, you are, I'm not just kissing your butt. You are so smart because Roger Stone's smart. So many others are. And I'm like, we need protection from the president. On election night, I said behind the scenes, I said the real well, war is about to start. You know, old, and like Roger's like, no, old, he's the president. It's going to be better now. And I'm like, no, man. I told everybody the no, war has just, and the media went, Jones didn't really want Trump to win. He's depressed. He wanted Hillary. No, it means that we're winning now, but we just landed at Normandy, baby. The counteroffensive's coming. Get ready. 
because you, right. you, the, the fight counter revolution, just... the counter revolution is more dangerous than the revolution, right? And I think if you actually look at you know President Trump right now, you know in the old days they just shot people, right? Uh, Kennedy, that's what they did. Now they politically assassinate you. Now they character assassinate people day in and day out. That's a method of assassination, right? Uh, a body, physical body assassination was the old model. Now as you wipe away someone's reputation. And so what should what I do, doctor? Because they are clearly putting me through the character full Monty. I mean, it is just character assassination. Well, I, I, think, I, th I think the bottom line, Alex, is you connect with soldiers like myself who are out there fighting. We need a network, decentralized network of guerrilla fighters uh, communicating and working together. And I think that's what, you know, your media platform offers. We're trying to build right in the belly of the beast that right in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And the bottom line is we, the people independently need to rise up and start supporting each other in our decentralized way. I, so I think the more you're out there, the more you present the truth, all of us, and have the gumption and the courage to do that. And, you know, my great grandfather said, never go for a fight. But if someone hits you once, you go hit them 100 times. And that's the policy that we have to take, you know, you know, walk quietly, but carry a big stick, you know, and I really firmly believe that. And I think that's what we all need to do, because well, that's what, what I'm doing. Is, I countersued Georgetown. They dropped the suit. They're going to file another fake one. But expanding on that, you, you're absolutely right. That's where we are. We've got to be bold. We've got to take action. We can't back down uh, because this yeah, is history. People, people need to stop being spectators and be participants. The deep state and the and the decent and and the centralized form of government wants to depress people, right? They want people to get depressed. They want to make us think we cannot win. But every documents have come out that Facebook wants you to be depressed, and so does Twitter. One of their executives went public again. Right. I mean, if you look at the whole Facebook, I mean, talk about Facebook. Here you have Zuckerberg. By the way, you know, I go to the island of Kauai uh, sometimes to vacation. He literally has stolen lands from the native Hawaiians and, and, and is starting to build his own wall around his own compound. That's what this guy is. And that whole hearings that we saw were complete hypocrisy, right? The hearings, you, you talked about a net neutrality. The net neutrality guys talk about the telecommunication, the pipes. They don't talk about the real people who violate, violate net neutrality. That's Google and Facebook. They actually own the software operating system platforms that help us even get onto those pipes in terms of for content. Exactly. The whole, exactly. I got to have you back up oh, just on net neutrality then in the next few days because you're so on target. And they totally dog and pony show. Uh, but but the head of the FCC is uh, is Aji is totally right that, that they're trying to bring it back the way it was, where Google was still screwing everybody, but didn't have total control and liability protection, just like Monsanto just got. Obama gave Monsanto protection, Google protection to censor. That's why it's all happening. Right. See, it's it's much easier. The deep state is very clever. It's much easier to use a black face to impose even more uh, laws on people and subjugate people than using a white face. So, you know, Bush didn't work out. So they said, let's get this, uh, you know, uh, uh, African-American here who supposedly is gonna stand for people, you know, hope and change and that kind of nonsense, which he delivered none on. So they're very, very clever. The deep state is extremely clever in how they try to pull that off with people. I think in many ways, Obama's winning and is, and, and the ex, ex, exposition of him that's come out really starts making people, it's not skin color, it's about what you were talking about earlier, Alex, it's meritocracy, what you stand for, how you think through problems, and can you actually solve problems? And that's what I think we're- We we're need getting. a meritocracy, think, we, we need a meritocracy. We're, we're living in a historic time, man. We're living in a very powerful renaissance. Look, the six, when the renaissance took place, it wasn't all nice, there were plagues, there were chaos. Wars. And in the midst of that, wars, that's when we had enlightenment. You know, in the 
uh, old Hindu spiritual traditions, we say, you know, a lotus flower grows in the worst garbage, right? And so whenever there's real darkness, whenever there's awesome nonsense going on, that's the opportunity for all of us to have deep insight and deep enlightenment. So I think we live in a great time, man, and we should all be fortunate to actually be warriors in this time. Wow, um, I'm so impressed. I'm always impressed when you come on, but you're on fire, man. This guy needs a talk show right now. Uh, let's go ahead and um, take a call here. Thanks for holding. Um, let's talk to Marcus in Texas. Marcus, you're on the air with the doctor. Go ahead. Man, these phones sometimes have problems, Marcus. I really want to be able to hear you, but it's not working. Uh, let's go to Brian in Pennsylvania. Brian, you're on the air worldwide. Go ahead, Brian. How are you doing? I'm good. Go ahead. You're on air. Oh, good. Hey, uh, I'll let you know the gentleman you're talking to. Sounds like a pretty cool dude. Um, wish him luck. I was going to talk to you about the lunatic left that happened with Milo here last couple of days. Well, that was nuts. Yeah, let's play that clip and 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 uh, get our guest take on this. He's in a bar. They shout, "Get out, Nazi!" Which is Nazi-like when he's Jewish and gay, and has nothing to do with Nazis. And then the left celebrates it. Let's play that clip. Here it is. Nazis come get out! Nazis come get out! Nazis come get out! Nazis come get out! Nazis come get out. Everybody close. That was a great question, Brian. I'm glad you got in with that. I mean, th this is the authoritarianism. These people call everybody Nazis, but they act just like them. Well, you know, Alex, if you saw that, that sounded like a Hitler youth group to me. Right. People chanting mindlessly. I mean, look, I, I've talked to Milo. Milo is an extremely bright guy. The guy's extremely well educated. Uh, you know, he's a performance artist. Right. He gets it. He, he understands what's going on. He understands the establishment. You know, they just had an article on me in The Nation saying and it's off to the racist, literally putting up a map, calling me a KKK. Yeah, pull up that nation article. I haven't seen that. Yeah, you, should, you should find that article. It's ridiculous. I mean, tell me the headline. What is it? Off to the racist? I think it's yeah, it's off to the racists. Something like off to the racists. Type in Aya Duray, uh, Google on racists on the nation. Um, and it's a fascinating front headline. And as you go through it, it because uh, several months ago, a, a, a great artist, uh, I thought it was a good piece of art. I mean, I do a lot of design myself. It's got the Ku Klux Klan hat on there. <laughs> Let's come back it's and talk about this. That's right. If you're a free market decentralization guy and you're from India, you're in the KKK now. We'll be back. All right, I was going to Jim. But he just hung up. We got a bunch of other callers here. I'll try to get him to pop in to talk to the man running for Senate, Dr. Shiva. Shiva for Senate.com. We really need to get this guy in the Senate, man. I, I mean, he, I study history. I get how it really works. We're talking, I bet he hardly ever listens to my show. Maybe never. I know he's been on some. He just, we can finish our sentences, not because we're in a cult. We've studied history. And the globalists actually have above PhD level textbooks that the establishment read. I've read them. And it's how they run it all. And I'm just like, why would the world not want to know how things run? And I was like a jock in the whole nine yards in, you know, in, in high school and stuff. But I still got into history books and then into governmental textbooks because it was super interesting you know, how the world works. And people think that's crazy.
And now I've been super successful in everything I've done just because I'm thinking at the level of how the establishment's thinking, but not from their perspective. And, 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 and Doc, what you're saying is that's what you've done. Well, look, Alex, you said you played sports. I played sports. You know, one of the and, and you studied history. One of the things the establishment does, and they're very clever, they're the biggest segregationists in the broader level. They try to draw little boxes. They say if, everyone, if you're right? into girls and successful and a job, exactly. well, you don't look at books. Yeah. Right. If you're a jock, then you don't read. If you're uh, a, a good looking guy, that means you can't be smart. Right. And if you're smart, you have to look all disgusting and fat and like a slob wearing glasses and a pocket protector. They've created these narratives. It's forms of segregation. You know, so, for example, I know this very well, you know, when my stuff, you know, after I invented email, never, you know, uh, had the copyright. Uh, you know, did all the work, called it email 30 years later when went into the Smithsonian, who got upset with me? It was like a new skull was found in Africa. It was a liberal elite because they could not understand. It had to come out that, of their big corporate exactly. machine. It had to come out of MIT, Silicon Valley. It surely could not come from an American boy, a 14 year old kid in Newark, New Jersey. Right. That bus open all their freaking narratives because they're all their narratives. That's are the Americana narrative that it comes from the grassroots. Exactly. That's the true narrative, right? The true narrative is a 14-year-old boy invented TV in Franklin, Idaho. The true narrative is when you look at the founders of this country, these guys were plumbers and engineers and architects. They were people with skills. And now we have a bunch of morons running the country. You know, and it was the same thing. They Democrats. wouldn't let all those people that were engineers and, 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 and explorers, you name it, ever get successful because there was a British royalty of nobles you exactly. had to go through and they were so pissed. That's why they did this was to get out of a caste system. Exactly. You look at, you know, even in science, you know, we have fake science right now, right? It's pay to play science. If you're a scientist and you say anything against Monsanto, your career is destroyed. I was fortunate. I made money. I started my own research institution, did our own research and, and conclusively showed that Monsanto's genetic engineering is based on no safety assessment standards. Does any other scientist come and support us? Very few of them because it's pay to play science. So we have a neo caste system. And everyone needs to understand that, that these guys, you know, I was fortunate I infiltrated their system. Frankly, that's what I did. I didn't need to go to MIT, Alex. I already knew engineering. I wanted to be a carpenter and I wanted to do actually design work. Going to MIT was frankly a sacrifice for me. I remember the first days when I showed up at the steps and I saw these people look really, really unhealthy. And I told my mom, I don't want to go here. I decided to come there because I wanted to infiltrate the system. I got my degrees in a very conscious way, Alex, so I could say, you know, one day to them, you know what? I have the same degrees you do. It doesn't mean I'm any better, but you can't challenge me on that. So I, oh, I was taking RTF and it was like, it was not radio, television, film, just from what I knew. And I said, I'm out of here because it, exactly, it, it's crazy. Yeah. So I think what they've, you know, so, you know, our platform is we got to end these predatory student loans. We got to get uh, young people actually learning skills. They actually need to work hard. All those basic ethics that we all learned that made this country great. Shouldn't we bring we back like back real to. apprenticeships that, that built real apprenticeships? That's what I got when I was 14. This great mentor took me in at Rutgers Medical School. I learned programming. I work with people 40 years older than me. That's where I got all my education. Frankly, MIT was where I, they were fortunate to get oh, me. Oh, yeah. Out. My dad in high school already at chemical plants and at MD Anderson everywhere in high school already knew more than when he actually went to UT. Definitely. It's crazy. Definitely. Hey, Doc, I'm so impressed with you. Scam. Come the back very soon. Complex. Thank you so Definitely. much. I hope you went in the Senate. Thanks, Alex. Be well to you. All right, you're awesome. Paul Watson's coming up. Stay with us. That was a powerful last hour. Sorry to get to all the callers. That guy is amazing. Sheba for Senate.com. I'm Alex Jones. You know, someone very profoundly once said,
many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of, li of liberalism. You're a, a white male! You're a white man! If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Over 20 years ago, Alex Jones created the media platform called InfoWars, and in the decades since, it's grown into a truly remarkable institution with over 200 radio affiliates, tens of millions of unique website visitors monthly, and a 24-7 live news TV channel broadcasting from state-of-the-art studios in Austin, Texas. InfoWars has become the most trusted independent news source in the country. Dedicated to delivering breaking news, live coverage of special events, and exclusive reports you won't find anywhere else. While the old guard media struggles to maintain supremacy in a landscape brought by innovation and technology, InfoWars has been at the forefront of the information revolution. From 8 million radio listeners, over 2 million YouTube subscribers, or the billions of views of our online content, InfoWars proves dominant in every facet of media we enter. For the hardest-hitting reports, uncompromising analysis, for high-profile interviews and bombshell revelations, accept no substitutes. Demand truth. Demand InfoWars.